0: But let us get started. Well, hey, hey, friends. Welcome to another level of Laugh It Up Fuzzball. That's right. Where me and a friend or a co-host talk about life, the universe, and everything. But mostly something. Like, sometimes it's straight stuff. Sometimes it's geek stuff. Sometimes it's striking geek stuff. You know. Talking about the things, but yeah, there's still a strike going on, so we're we're talking about stuff, and we're talking about everything but all the redacted, redacted, redactedness that's uh, on all the redacted. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah, we're talking about the stuff. And as you saw from the title, not just any level, but level 365. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes, that's right, friends. You've come to the moment in the podcast where ostensibly, if you wanted to, on on January 1st or whatever day you chose, you could listen to a level of the podcast, one level for every day of the year. And I I know what you're like. I know some of you snarky mofos are thinking all of a sudden, yeah, but what if it's a leap year? Yeah, I'm well aware that leap years are, are a thing that exists. Sort of sorta interesting, you know, that the way the way the earth spins, like it's not a not a perfect three hundred sixty-five days. But uh all I'll say is that we have more than three hundred sixty five fucking episodes. Come on, guys. Like I'm 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 not new to new to this whole whole shebang. Like if you if you want to start on a leap year and you're like leap years, okay, cool, because there's like five second parts. Uh, I think as of right now, there's like 30 bonus odes, uh, 31, if you include the two parters and like, or no, 32, if you include the two parters of the Rancor and create uh, dragons. And I think after I'm done recording with blue, I'm going to post up the part two of the other ones. So really like 30, 33 bonus odes in addition to the 365. And then there's a couple of way backs I threw up. Uh, so there's, there's plenty more. It's not a, it's not a precise, it's just this level 365 and we're like, Shit balls. wow. There we go.
1: Shitballs and poppycock.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's uh it's a it's an entire solar orbit of podcasting, although know, that can't be the title of it because I've used something similar for like other things. I was thinking like
1: every day I'm podcasting. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm not shuffling, I'm podcasting. And uh, we appreciate you not shuffling away and listening. Listen to what it is. And uh, what what is it today, Blue? I mean, we're. I guess we were originally going to talk Muzak, but then I threw a hail mary. Yeah. So uh, as as you understand it, what is it? What is it we're using to mark the the 365 milestone?
1: Um, I mean, it's a year, right? So we're going we're going through the years of of growing up geeks. Like, yeah. how do how how does it feel? Like, what's the difference between now geek and yester geek? Like, what is <laughs> now geek and
0: yester geek? Might be two of my new favorite words. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, we, I was like, you know, because I was literally like listening to a, a couple, uh, a couple podcasts. You know, there are, there's, there's different ways that the different podcasts are like doing the WGA stuff. We're, we're doing the more, uh, I don't, severe is not the word, but just, uh, the more like true solidarity thing, uh, doing our best to avoid struck work, uh, which I mean really really means like current stuff that's being promoted uh, and stuff in the future versus like stuff that already exists. Uh, but we we've broadened our understanding of that to even include that uh, some of the some of the big companies and their their redacteds <laughs> and, and full mission that entire redacted jokes not completely mine uh there's a great podcast called geek history lesson that i heard saying it and i was like that's funny i'm definitely gonna use that because the word redacted is not copyrighted (laughs) we're like a great uh co-intel pro uh report on the black panthers and not the redacted but the actual like uh you know (laughs) social movement (laughs) yeah like uh the leader redacted criminal activity redacted Counterinsurgency (laughs) redacted. So, so yeah, I just uh, thought that was funny. But like, as I was, as I was thinking about that, I was like, yeah, there's, there's some meat on the bone to, I don't know that we've ever just talked about like, why movies, why geekery, why, why comics, why whatever, you know? And, uh, and I know we've, we've gone very nostalgic on many different episodes of the podcast. Uh, You can just go back to like the, the toys episode that we did. We were made then toys, which was like five episodes ago or something. Uh, to, to hear us get nostalgic, but uh, sort of like a non-specific sort of nostalgia, sort of just whatevers. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, like uh, are, are very not a way back because it's not one of the previous uh, 65 episodes that did a Migrate to Anchor. But uh a way back us getting into peabody mr Peabody's way back machine just to to visit our little geek selves, and I'm sure snippets of the things we're gonna talk about found their way onto to various recordings but uh but yeah, I mean, I can go first or you can go first, just uh being being a geek or when did you realize you were a geek or what is what does that mean, or what was it like in the in the in the yester geek versus the now geek <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, how do you want? You want to go first? I guess it's it's the way geek machine, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's the geek back machine, is
0: what. Is. So, all right. So, I don't I don't really want to go. I think I've I've spent time on a podcast discussing like geek and nerd and and all that stuff. Like, there's it's such a subjective term. Uh, mm. Geeks are are people that learn a lot, lot of lot about something, and then and fiercely like you know, attach like identity to it. Uh, and it can be exclusionary, it can be inclusionary. It's just a uh, you know, geeks. If you're if you're really into something, you're there. And it, it goes back to you know circus performers, you know what I mean? And and geeks was, was a had a negative connotation, you know, with the freaks. Uh, but I think like for me, uh it started started with like the cartoons that we watched and the and the toys that we played with, you know what I mean? Like, and it was, it was more, I mean, I guess we didn't even feel like we were geeks, but, you know, acceptable. Like we, we had the things that we liked, you know, that we all like communally bonded on the, the He-Mans, if you will, the, the early Legos, um, the, the Smurfs and the, we we've talked on and on about these different things that we were nostalgic for you know the G I Joes and the Mask and all that we had we had all these things that we watched the watched the programming we had the toys and we had a shared dialogue with a lot of different kids right and then that that engenders and and guys like me and you this uh, you know broader storytelling broader tapestry broader understanding of a subject matter. Uh whereas other people like sort of grew out of that and went on to like other pursuits. And by the time by the time you get to junior high, you realize like, oh, like I'm I not really like it's not like infantilism, but like I'm still into this and these other kids that used to have moved on and now I feel other for it. Like I yeah. don't feel like a part of the conversation. And you had your friends that still still were into that stuff, but that's sort of like where you became a geek, you know? And I don't like having a exact like age to put on it, but it's probably around junior high. you know, When me and my friends were still like talking about like different things and cartoons and all that. And like other, other people were like, Oh girls, Oh boys, Oh sports ball, you know, mm-hmm. or old oh, drugs or whatever it was, you know? And that's not to say that you can't walk between different worlds. Like, while you're still a geek, but I think like, so junior high, I really, really loved like uh, those choose your own adventure novels. My mom was actually oh, yeah. talking talk about them the other night because, uh, you know, the, the, the littlest guy turned four and she's looking for those books for Ty. Cause he's like that prime age for that choose your own adventure. It's such a, such a rad medium, but those books just really aren't around. They were hard to find when I was a kid, you know what I mean? At the used bookstore. Mm-hmm. Uh, But uh, she wants she wants Ty to experience, especially because there's like little. My mom gets a real kick that like my dad took me to see Redacted in 1983, and uh, and I don't really have a memory of it, but I know it probably like engendered me like some love of uh, that epic space Redacted, you know. But I took Sean guy to the Hollywood Bowl to see Redacted, and uh, and he's he was three at the time, and that's just interesting, like the the circle spins you know what i mean the geek circle spins and because of that like little sean guy is getting really really into it where like if he's got i'm not i'm not going to say the actual name of the weapon i'm going to say the generic that we got when he's got his space sword shockwave firing again three pack and we're we're battling in the living room and he sets it down and says father i cannot fight you i love you yeah, bastardization of the the lines from Redacted, but uh, he's becoming his own fan. And like, let's watch your favorite. And I'm like, Shawnee, is it really my favorite? Or is it our favorite? And he's like, Ooh, and I'm like, oh, the birth of a fan of Redacted. Yeah, <laughs> it's so good. But uh, and I'll just say because this toys we talked about, I, we talked about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle toys. Well, there are current new toys from that. Uh, it is because you can go to a movie theater and see it redacted. But like, you know, all four, the the purple, the orange, the blue and the the red, they're sitting in a chair right next to me. And they were gifted on a, on a, a day of birth, a solar orbit day, if you will. And uh, it's pretty righteous, you know. So I just got me really thinking about that, that being young and being into stuff. Of course, the things that Shawnee's into, you know, the man of spiders and whatnot. All the kids are into it right now. But if he chooses to continue to be into it, who knows if it, it's the world's still going to be a place where, like, everybody knows those things, you know? Yeah. And, like, so junior high, like, I really I love Dragonlance novels, uh, which falls into, like, the, you know, the epic fantasy and all that. Like, all, Kroll, I don't think we have to, like, <laughs> not say its name Uh Uh, Labyrinth, um, Willow, like all of that, plus the, you know, the redacted space opera and whatnot. I just, I loved that fantasy stuff. So we would talk about that and, and we would do that. Plus I was in musicals at the time. So I was really like digging like geekery on that front Um, and acting uh, and, and, you know, some of the monster stuff, you know, it all, all was there. By the time I got to high school that's where, and also being—I mean, I'm not saying I'm smarter than anybody else, but I'm not a dum dum. You know what I mean? And I—I—I yeah. I, I did well in school, and that also like sort of separated me from some of my peers who, who weren't, were not their their stars did not shine as bright, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, a lot of a lot of my friends that were really really bright also were into some of the geek stuff. So like Douglas Adams. And uh, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And that's when like Robotech was like kicking off uh, and like the Internet was like in its infancy. And we were like dialing up on modems and doing DOS DOS program stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and geeking out about all manner of stuff, including like music, which we, we've talked about, you know, here. Uh, so. Yeah, and that just, uh, that just grows to where you, like, find the things that, like, are your specific things. And uh, and then you just grow from there. Through the entirety of it, it would not have been uncommon for somebody to have been, like, fucking nerd, geek, dweeb, loser. Oh, you still like that baby shit? You know what I mean? Like, all those things could have been dialogues. Uh, and a lot of times we, like, kept our love of the things, like, between the people we trusted and uh, not completely outward. Like, you might, might have a superhero shirt or something like that, but you just really, just to to avoid the, the negative interactions. You know, before there was an internet for negative reactions, there was physical negative re- <laughs> reactions. <It> sure was. <laughs> uh, so, which, which uh, felt all the more real, but was easier to avoid. Um, but yeah, and then, you know, really, really being into that stuff, and then slowly but surely from like graduated in the late 90s to the the current moment we're at so like i'll just say 25 years uh geekdom you know they say the geek will inherit the earth and uh and it's happened because so many freaking things that i loved secretly or like as a communal bonding between a select few groups of people are so damn mainstream now and uh it's beautiful and it's also weird sometimes but uh i i could talk more about it but like that's sort of what i was thinking what what thinks you based off that uh that opening blabbering from me
1: <laughs> my goodness i mean there's just so much that has changed since like we were we were in the way geek back machine like there's not only in the in the way that we kind of interact with like the nostalgia and such but um in the way that that we look back at it and go oh you know what some of this stuff probably wasn't exactly the best that we thought it was and not like only in in the form that it was problematic but like have you watched any of the old like ninja uh the the turtle stuff you know those 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 banded artists uh, <laughs> that fight <laughs> with the weapons.
0: Yeah, the the like, reptil- you, reptilian ninjitsu creatures.
1: Yeah, have you seen any of their like? Because on uh one of these service things that will remain nameless, although I don't, I don't think it's one of the thing. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Just in case, I won't say its name. Take that. Uh, on one of these things on services they have an entire like channel devoted to it right and i watched uh, while i was working i had it on in the background as my background noise and um they sucked they were bad it, not not in the in terms of like oh that was inappropriate like how we see it today no as in like what the hell were we thinking they wanted to like capture uh, what what was it? Uh, it was an episode of of the All American Heroes show um, with uh, the, uh. with the slender reptile bad guys, right? And and the bad guys' idea was let's capture all the hero guys in bubbles. And I said, <laughs> what? I had to stop working for a second and like look back and say what? And I looked at it, and that's what they tried to do that was their big but I, I, like horrible plan. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute. I have so much I remember this show being incredible and awesome. Was it? And then I look back at like, you know, uh the video game guys with the the plumbers, right? And I'm like, hold on. Was this show that bad too? And they went and saw Millie Vanilli. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> be sure i mean there there was i mean i can i could think of
0: a redact a redacted movie about a very powerful alien who's allergic to rocks from the midwest and like Mm -hmm. he gets trapped in a prism right Uh, loses his power in his prism and like as as a young child like being very unwary about prisms and geodes uh because i saw it over and over again in my my cartoons and my movies that uh that that prismatic forces were not safe (laughs)
1: Oh, yeah. I knew prisms weren't, and geodes were not good because of the movie. Another movie um, that had something to do with gates. It was bad. I never trusted rocks ever, but that was also (laughs) horror geeky and had somebody in it that was cool.
0: (laughs) I just love the idea of a powerful alien allergic to rocks. (laughs) (laughs) uh i think uh, for all the the reg- the regular listeners now like the the romans and the toms and the jasons uh just like what, wait what are they talking about and when you figure it out you're like ah i'm a part of the geek conversation like in some ways this is probably the the geekiest conversation we've ever had cuz we're like just trying <laughs> to like play the music like a- around the notes yeah <laughs> We're playing in a minor key, friends. Exactly. But like, when when do you like when do you feel like you were became like an official geek?
1: Um, God, you know what? I know exactly when it was. It was 1991, and I had just come home from my elementary school, and I said to my cousin who was living with me at the time, and um. I looked at him and said, golly, all these kids are laughing because, all I like these superheroes with the dinosaur theme and the colors. And I don't understand why. And then he was like, maybe because they're lame and for little kids. And I was like, we're little kids. And he was like, that's because you're a nerd and that was the that was the first moment i noticed oh so i have taste cool uh, if if being a nerd means i have taste then get the fuck out of here i don't need you guys
0: yeah like i mean there were there were so many fun conversations we had like cherry who like i'm always like the the ongoing like choke about our emails back and forth like he's one of like my my first group of friends in like high school uh, unfortunately I didn't keep up with this guy Nathan that I went to junior high with and the other guy, Chris, unfortunately killed himself right after eighth grade. So um, you know a oh. long time ago, but it was it was a moment, right? Uh but like, you know, Jerry and Josh, like Josh if you're listening, like guys i I'm, I reconnected with them, my twenty year high school reunion. Ah, so old um and then there were there was kalani and then uh scott and i think that was like our, our core group and we like very commonly during lunch would like eat our lunch and then go over by the gym and play hacky sack you know what i mean like yeah. <laughs> just sort of what we talked about like whatever um and they they sometimes had a lot got, of like huh sometimes you
1: got a hacky a sack
0: yeah. Yeah. They, they had a lot of shared interests cause they'd been friends like from middle school, you know, moving over to high school and I was like joining in, but it sort of was, uh, you know, they were smart kids. I had classes with them. We, we like shared stuff and, um, we just like, we got it, you know, and, and Jerry's still into the, the geeky stuff. And, and so am I. I, but I do remember in freshman year of high school, uh, right down the road from my from my high school, John F. Kennedy High School in La Palma. If you're curious, you can find it. Whatever, I'm not I'm not a famous alumni, uh, but I've done things, anyways. Uh, there was a, I think it was an Alpha Beta at one point, but then it became a Ralph, so we all called it Ralph Beta. But in the little strip mall there, there was a comic book store at the time, and I remember walking by, and there was like I don't know if it was the big poster of the death of Superman that like drew me in, or if it was something else. But they had the big posters on the windows as a as a comic book shop should and like going inside and just being like, oh, it's all the stuff. know they had like Magic the Gathering cards you could buy and uh and other things. And just uh like having somebody older, like a teenager, you know, or you know, a young adult maybe in his twenties, but like, hey, and like not being like, get the fuck out of here, but like talking to you about all that geeky stuff and being like, wow, like I'm pretty young, but like I'm discoursing on an adult level with like this fellow geek and like I belong here and nobody's like, get out, kid. They're just like you could, like hang out at the counter and just talk about whatever. Just be like, hey, what are you reading? You know, or what are you into? Or, oh, who who is that weird, like decomposing zombie Vietnam vet guy right next to that beautiful vampire? And like, oh, well, that's evil Ernie. It's, it's weird. Your parents will <laughs> not like it. Like, can I read it? I'm like, yeah, kid, it's like four bucks for four comics. And you're like, sold, here's my lunch money. Yep. Uh I I just saw a funny thing where it's like if you don't want your kids to get into drugs, just get them into comic books now and they won't be able to afford the drugs. Exactly. So uh but yeah, like a safe place and like while well, the kids were like rummaging and doing their stuff, you could just scoot into the comic store that was right there. And I'm sure they opened it thinking they would get like the crazy foot traffic from like the high school. But don't ever remember the shop being that busy, which is probably why it's not there anymore. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was like a fun, safe little refuge and definitely like like had to get Death of Superman and whatnot. I think uh, while I was in the shop, like saw that it was happening. It was like, Mom, I have to have this comic. And she was like, OK. We'll see. It's on the news. Superman's dying. Okay. We're allergic to Rockman. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so that was like a fun moment. And still to this day, like going in a comic book shop, I am – it may not seem like it. To, I mean, Blue, like I know who you are. But like if you're listening to me on the podcast, you're like, wow, he's so gregarious and outgoing and, and such an extrovert. That's not me, friends. Nope. Uh, that, is, that is not who I am at all. Get me, well, get me in it a new place where I don't know anybody and find the quietest Wookiee you've ever Wookieed. (laughs) Uh, So I do go into new places where I don't know people, but the second there's like some sort of comfortability or a way to connect, I'm much faster at the connection than I was when I was younger. So, and uh, sometimes that can be clever and funny. So that, uh, that does work to my advantage as well.
1: Indeed it does. But uh, I also am very much like that though, where I will, I will observe my situation if given enough time to open up, then I'll open up and I'll make friends very quickly. But otherwise I stay quiet for the sake of studying everybody first because I am very much um it's not so much that I'm I'm shy, it's much more like I'm picky. Yeah.
0: Well I remember like working at the jungle cruise and just thinking you were the the coolest thing since freaking sliced bread. And, Which doesn't
1: uh, make any sense because I never spoke to anybody.
0: <laughs> and and discovering and more and more through little snippets that so you were into, like, some of the geek stuff and me like, I need to be friends with this guy. And then very dorkily asking to be your friend. <laughs> That's the extrovert that I am. <laughs> well, I have a lot of work friends and people that I enjoy their company very much, like, you know, for eight hours, 40 hours a week. Uh, they, they don't come to my outer circle. Yeah. A, a very select few. Make it into the outer circle. <laughs> so, also because I don't like drama.
1: Yes. Very yeah. yeah. That is definitely my thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I have an adult child that is older than a good number of the people that I work with. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh. But yeah, like what else? What else about being a a young geek or geekery? Once upon a time, the yestergeek, geek, if you will.
1: Man, yestergeek. geek boy, we really felt like. And I know a lot of of folks now feel like we had it all. Uh, And we did. It was was just a good time for folks to be creative and creating stuff and putting stuff out and having it canceled on you mid-creation, which, okay, sucked, you know, such as... I think I can mention this cartoon because it got canceled midway and then never picked up, and I don't even think the company... That had it is still a company, is it? Oh, I don't know. Anyways, it had to do with pirates and really black water. It was, anyways, it was really cool. You should check it out uh, at some point, which you can't. So you might as well just buy the DVDs or catch it on like the YouTubes or something. Anyways, um, yeah, cause I they definitely don't stream it on anything, so you can't. Uh. Just figure it out. You figure it out. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> there are shows like that where, where like they they got pretty far, and then they were like, oh, we're not selling enough toys. Fucking cancel it. And it's like, okay, but the people were still watching the show, and they're like, yeah, but it's not selling any toys. Fucking cancel it. And they're like, but we're still getting ratings. And they they're like, yeah, but we're not selling any toys. Just do as you're fucking told. And they're like, okay, I guess we're canceling it. And that kind of thing where we didn't get like closure, I feel is what like, like we didn't get that sometimes. And it was a, it was being a geek was like you had to be on top of it because you didn't know if you were even going to finish a storyline like ever. Isn't that exciting? Yeah. I think it's exciting like nowadays we it, even if it doesn't like sell great you're you're pretty much you're almost not always guaranteed but more often than not you're going to at least finish the storyline that you're on get a little bit of closure you may not get a closure for the entire story but at the very least you'll get a little bit and then you can like feel satisfied with whatever or not satisfied you can hate the whole thing like those like those space laser sword people you know you feel whatever, there's a lot of people that feel that way. They're like, oh, it's not goodness, or whatever. But, you know, at least you could get some closure of, like, oh, yeah, but the story, like, starts here and ends here, and that's where it's at, right? And and early Geekdom, right. we didn't have that. We just, we had no idea. And I think that's great, because for a lot of us, it pushed us, you know, pushed us to be like, well, I'm going to make a story, and it's going to have Blackjack and Hooker and... You know, and we finished those stories. <laughs> and that story is—I'm no, kidding.
0: <laughs> I was like, and that story became the redacted movie.
1: <laughs> the redacted movie, exact. But, um, but uh, yeah, being a geek back in the day, you just didn't know. Like, it was—it was so interesting because you had you had no idea what the fuck was going on at any given time, and you could share these stories with people around you. And they'd be like, yeah, wadda, wadda, wadda. and then you'd be like, yeah, wadda, wadda, wadda. and it was great. Good feeling. Yeah, like at
0: work this week, I was talking, talking with one of the younger guys that I, I freaking like get along with real cool. If you're listening, than Isaac, you're a good dude. I think you're cool. But I was talking about going to see this movie in theaters in 1993 uh, about fossilized Amber and clever girls and and goat guts on a Jeep. You know what I mean? i saying, like, I went to go see it with my mom, and my mom was so scared. She was squeezing my hand so hard that my hand hurt for a while after that. Like, and I didn't complain or nothing. I just sort of sat there and let my mom like squeeze my hand because she was scared. Uh, and them saying, "Wow, what a time to be alive that you got to experience that like in a theater," and I mm-hmm. was like. Wow, like I guess, yeah, and then we we got on uh, some uh redacted animated movies that like came out and talking about like you went to see it, and the the music was so caught in your head, you went to Sam goody and you bought the soundtrack on cassette right after magnetized yep. tape kid, uh you know what I mean <laughs> like wow. uh so yeah, like that was uh, pretty pretty but you know both of those uh, you know examples I feel are much more mainstream, uh. Yeah, you, know, you had the the you know teams of superhero cartoons that existed. Uh, you had a couple animated series. Uh, one of them, both of them, uh, were about men and capes and mm-hmm. uh, noir. You know, some really good stuff uh, from from the from both sides of the comic book. The two big comic publishing companies. You know, and we yeah. I guess we don't have to because we're not talking movies. So Marvel and DC, right? Yeah. Uh, so there and like some of them hit so big that the, the conversation was more than just your inner circle.
1: Yeah. Exactly.
0: And it was it was pretty dope. But like those didn't last forever. And uh, and there was a time where if you heard there was a new superhero, something coming out, you were like, oh, wow. Hope it doesn't suck. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> there was always that feeling that if it sucked too hard, it was going to be over. Yeah. Yeah. You know? uh, because even good stuff got canceled. You know because the yep. toy sales or whatnot exactly. uh but then uh then the the tempest speeds up and it keeps going and going and you're like find ourselves at our present moment where like you know one connected universe has what 40 movies 40 entries 50 entries you know over like a, a 15 year time span oh, yeah. uh the other one which is a hot mess but it has quite a few things uh, some really bad things and hopefully it's being reorganized and, and re kicked off and it'll be good. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how it all shakes out. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, but in that you get like uh, comics and toys and that, that continue on. And a lot of things that are really freaking cool when we were kids are coming back oh. and uh, being reintroduced to a whole new generation. And it's weird that it's like, you know, 30 years later, but, I've got littles who are into these things and it's like, wow, you know, like the the guy that thwips and swings from all sorts of stuff. I never thought in a million years uh, that I would be crazy into it and learning as much, you know, as I as I have other than like what I already knew. Uh, but the things you do for your younglings. Yeah. So because, uh, yeah, they're prime age for for the love of that. You know, there's Marvel has one super popular character and DC has another. <laughs> uh, so, and uh, my my younglings have latched onto the Marvel side of it, but also all the other stuff. You know what I mean? The the young reptilian banded kung fu master kids, uh, and the the thwippy boys and girl, uh, huh. and 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 they're they're cephalopod oh. doctors, huh? There are multiple girls. Have you
1: seen any of them? Have they shown any of them?
0: Oh, yeah. One of them about, like, amazing friends, like, uh, part of the team. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. That is that is one of the... What's well, so, it like... Okay, here's a question for you, Blue. Growing yeah. up geek, was it a boys' club? Um, not purposefully. Um, oh, yeah. We would have loved so many girls in the club. <laughs> yeah.
1: But it wasn't purposefully, um... Especially in the areas that I grew up, it was very much like, um, golly, the thinking back, god, that that's a fucked up unlocked memories. Um, yeah, looking back at it, like, there were a lot of times where, damn, anyways, there were, there were a lot of times where there were like opportunities to, to bring in the female persuasion and we talked about it and we were like, that's awesome. You should talk more about it. But then we didn't follow up and maybe they felt uncomfortable. Yeah. Because we didn't follow up. But like, yeah, there's this one moment that is, is like exploding in my brain where I was playing some fighting games with some friends. Uh, in my very first year of college where I was like 18, but I was dating like my first girlfriend at the time. And uh, this girl came up and like everybody else had left it. And it was just like, uh, they were starting to close down the, it's like a, a pizza shop that was connected to the uh, 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 school, you know? Oh, very much like, like the, the, dinosaur kids with the colors like very much like their school you know what i mean um type of Uh, situation and the arcade was still open and always the last thing that they closed and so i'm there playing the, the street fighter game and this chick came up and she was definitely a fellow art student and was like hey do you mind if i play with you and i was like yo jump in on this let's go And she kicked my ass, and then I kicked her ass, and then she kicked my ass, and then I kicked her ass. And she was like, Man, this is a really good time. And I was like, Yeah, thanks for letting me win. And she was like, No problem. And I was like, Yeah, anyways, bye. And I left like a fucking idiot. I didn't. And now that I'm thinking about it, she was very much like, like flirting with me, and I didn't fucking notice, like at all. Anyways, that's wild. But yeah, it was it was a, it wasn't on purpose. <laughs> Sometimes you're just an idiot, and uh, you didn't fucking notice like that, you know. Uh, the female persuasion was also really into it. I know that some of my cousins were super into like, not Shira, but Masters of the Universe, like He-Man. Like they liked the He-Man characters because Shira had. Um, uh, they had this Skelecock or something like that. I don't fucking remember. He was like, uh, he had his eyes on stocks and shit and, uh, had gris lore And they were like, no, I want, I like beast man and merman. And they're, they're better than these two guys. And I was like, I fucking agree. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. You're, you're absolutely right. He man's got the better villains and like, <laughs> you know, shit like that. And we would, we would discuss stuff like that. You know what I mean? um, but like the cousins were like one of the guys, it was like hey, you know what I mean? And it was like uh, being a geek back in the day was just it was awkward always in everything that you did. It was awkward. So yeah,
0: yeah. Like I mean, there, there, there was like you know, like I could think of my friend Lena who was into like a lot of the a lot of the same cartoons and stuff. Who was like uh, tangentially part of the group. Um, and there, there were like a few, uh, but we, we would have definitely, uh, encouraged more the, the amount of female voices that exist now, you know what I mean? And that's not the gender, you know, it doesn't, doesn't matter what your pronouns are, what your, what's your identity, but we, we would have welcomed like so much more. Yeah. And like, I, I have, you know, some friends in the LGBTQIA community that like, they doubly didn't like get into it because they, they didn't want more people focusing on like who they were as people, you know? Yeah. So but yeah, it uh you know it was That's there was so much true. I'm glad you so much that up. So much geeky stuff like like arcade games. Mm-hmm. Uh yes, there's people that play video games now, and yeah, you can play video games with other people. I'm I'm well aware of that, although I don't have like a video game system. But uh it used to be that you like went to the arcade yep. uh and found those found the things. If you like the you know the banded ninjutsu reptiles there was mm-hmm. a really rad game if uh, if you liked the yellow people from somewhere in Americaville, uh, you know they said don't, and other stuff. There there was a game if uh, if you wanted to see people either just uh, fight with cool moves or, or bloody fight with death. Uh, there there was a game. Uh, there was the superhero games. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and all that all that was there, and you would go and set your quarters on the machine. And uh and you know, as close as we probably came to sports ball and, and do the thing, you know. And that was uh that was another way that we like geeked out. And now it's a sport e
1: yeah. sport. It really is. Like yeah. they have an entire freaking uh, uh convention evo dedicated to people who fight video games.
0: Yeah. Um but that uh they used they used to be a little niche thing for us, or you know, the the card games, I, I played Magic a lot when I was younger. I recognize that you still play it, Blue, but, uh, you know, that, that was something. And some of my, like, jock friends were into it, like Dave Reed and, and Adam. They were into it, and we would go to little tournaments, you know, where you would, like, yeah. get a deck and, like, hopefully win and, like, get some good stuff. Uh, You know, I remember when the Star Trek came out with a, a game, nothing happened with it it sort of came and went but uh i remember like you know some of the guys in my in my boy scouts who were into like star trek stuff like getting that and like geeking out about it and then of course you know role playing when i was uh in scouts a bunch of the guys who <laughs> it's so funny for geeks to have like different strata they were older and cooler so star wars was their thing you know what i mean their niche thing uh, and we were just like, fine, then screw you. We'll just hang out in our age bracket and be into the same thing as you guys, but just not hang out with you, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and playing the original Star Wars, the role-playing game, you know, never, never D&D'd, which is such a weird thing because of how much I love, like, the world of fantasy and all that stuff. It just, uh, yeah, it, uh, I just never found a group to, to quest with, you know what I mean? Yeah. When I had that sort of a... Uh, sort of stuff but west end games you know 1987 to, to 99 came out with uh, an entire set i have the books in my storage in north carolina i keep telling darth john someday i'm gonna get my stuff from north carolina we're gonna crack them open <laughs> there's so much stuff in there that's not canon anymore but it definitely could be fun so hopefully <laughs> we have a bit of trepidation. Uh, Skype was dumb and like apparently stopped recording and started recording and we're not quite sure what got recorded. So we're just going to keep pressing. But if there's like a weird, awkward gap in between there, sorry. <laughs> we'll we'll make it up to you in the future if that's the case. We won't know until I edit and I don't want to keep Blue too late because it's already late enough. So where were we at, Blue? Talking about a Star Wars role playing game? Are you there? Did it drop you out?
1: No, I'm here and yes, we that's right where we were at.
0: Yeah, so just uh the West End game stuff like the the cool kids didn't didn't want to play with us, but that that didn't stop us. So me and my buddy Michael and some other kids, we just uh we did our own Star Wars role playing game with a game master instead of a dungeon master and uh only six sided die instead of all the other Die if you want to hear me uh trying to figure out what how to work those different different sided die, listen to Rancor Pits and Create Dragons. <laughs> it's it's right there for you. You want to hear my newberry? That's an official word. Newberry, uh it, it's right there. But uh yeah, uh the that West End Games role playing game was was rad. I, I enjoyed it very much. I had lots of great adventures uh from I, I can't I'm trying to think of what my very first character was and i want to say i played a droid uh because that's that's the kind of geek i am uh but uh, i definitely played a Wookiee gladiator slash bounty hunter slash crime boss by the end of our adventure and so yeah had a lot of fun there I've, i've always had an affinity for wookiees uh, if you wanna, you wanna hear like, uh, and the reason we're just we're just talking about this is it's not redacted because it doesn't exist anymore. West End Games isn't putting it out, so uh, you know, yes, it's that IP, uh, but you know, there's there's no, if you go buy it, there's no money going to anybody. <laughs> All the money's been 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 shifted the way it's supposed to go. <laughs> so, uh, and I think of the the tabletop role playing games and the the card games like Magic and stuff as being like separate. Uh, yes, there are companies, and maybe there may be complicated politics involved, but uh, you know what I mean. That's not it's not what's currently being struck by the the WGA and the the SAG-AFTRA, right, Blue? Exactly. So, but yeah, I, uh, I enjoyed it very much. Uh, I am well aware that there are new versions of it. I haven't played any of those, although Blues told me a bit about them and we've seen it. And then we've got Darth John taking a taking version five of D and D and just um laying Star Wars on top of it. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's there's different different ways to do it. I mean uh, once upon a time there was a Ghostbusters RPG. So West End Games did that. I wonder if Danny ever dabbled in that.
1: <laughs> I mean there was also the uh <laughs> like uh a year after uh it was cancelled uh Pirates of Darkwater also had one. Nice. Yeah,
0: yeah so there super. there were different and like a lot of like I, I mentioned the Dragonlance books earlier, that 100 percent comes from people playing Dungeons and Dragons and enjoying their adventures so much that it turned into like a pretty lucrative for a while. Like, you know, fantasy novel series oh, uh, yeah. for for I, I say young readers, but uh, I think they were adults enough that you didn't have to be like a, a preteen or a teenager to enjoy them. I know my mom read a couple of them. We're like, oh, these are good. And that's how I learned about. David Eddings and Anna McCaffrey and and some other fantasy writers. So, and of course Tolkien and and uh, who's his noodle with the the Lion, the Witch, in the Wardrobe? Uh, losing losing my my literary cred. Caitlin, be mad at me. <laughs> she uh, would be mad. She'd be mad at me The not. <laughs> Uh, see here, yes, Roman. I realize you don't, Matt. You don't yell at me through the through the podcast when I don't know the the names of things. But C.S. Lewis, there we go. It was in my brain. <laughs> so Lewis. Yeah, yeah. So my mom like got me those Narnia books when I was young. Like so, I read those before I was double digits. I am certain that's the kind of kind of geek that I was, kind of nerd that I was. Uh but yeah, like playing those different things, that was just like a another way and you see how they've grown and expanded and you're like, wow, wow, it's much more complicated than when we were when we were young. (laughs) (laughs) What about what about you on that front,
1: Blue? Bro, like okay. So on that front, um, in terms of like role playing and the whole nine, it is incredible to me. I remember my first character, his name was Dolan, and he was in this weird freaking system that had, like, luck as one of your stats, and uh, I made him all luck and all constitution so that he would be, he wouldn't die. (laughs) That's basically his whole shtick was that he wouldn't die. And, um, uh, you know, it's really incredible to me how inclusive we've been able to become like because we had a friend that played with us um, not necessarily this stuff but like you know video games and stuff like that um, and we knew that he was he was gay but he and he knew but he 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 was very much in the closet and very afraid and didn't understand that we we were still his friend like it wasn't a thing so when he came out and was like, hey, I still want to play these games with you and blah, 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 we were like, yeah, okay. And he was like, you you don't mind? And we were like, no, of course we don't mind. Like, you're our friend. You've been our friend for like forever. Like, why would it suddenly change? And he was like, okay, and we were right. like, yeah, you want to you learn how to play Dungeons and & Dragons? And he was like, yeah, not really. That's a little too nerdy for me, but yeah. And we were like, Okay, cool. So you, you learn how to play with us. Yeah, it was good times. Stories. Nice. Gosh, stories have changed. Like the way we tell stories. Um I feel like all of the geekiness has just like brought us up to be great storytellers. Most of us. Some folks yeah. told me <laughs> Well like
0: yeah, it's uh it's it's become so big where so many people are like into it, you know what I mean? And like big name stars like the Henry Cavills and the Joe Manganellas, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh Critical Role and and others.
1: Even even freaking Jamie, super awesome Jamie doing well, you know. Yeah, doing real well. Nominated, I think, and won uh an award for it.
0: Yeah. So like we 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 know some people like me. My my dabbling with it is uh, the Rancor Pits and Great Dragons. Uh, although one of the guys at work was like, "Would you be down to do like a one shot if I could guarantee it was just one night?" And I was like, "Yeah, man, sure." <laughs> and uh, and I've I've told the I've told the Capes and Caverns crew that if it's if if I can do the Monday nights where Heather's uh at the at work, I can totally commit to to that. So, but yeah.
1: That would be fun as heck to have you back
0: in. But there. yeah, freaking. Uh, it's just wild to uh to have like all these things that were like niche be big, but it also like not in a gatekeeper sort of way. But it's just strange. Like my prime example that I know I've brought up on the podcast, Chewbacca has not always been cool. Yeah. And but I have always loved him, like from from first viewing of A New Hope, just like. But I liked I liked uh I guess I don't it's a redacted company, but I don't know that we're making any money by mentioning Harry and the Hendersons. Uh mm-hmm. <laughs> so a Bigfoot story. Um but like I've I've always enjoyed those characters. I always always liked the the barbarian of the party, you know what I mean? Like uh even in a Critical Role, the, the big barbarian guy, I like him. You know what I mean? Okay. I, I awesome. just like those and maybe it's because I never felt like that guy. Irony, I sort of am that guy in my adventure party now, just by stature, but not <laughs> on the in, not on the inside. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, I, I still feel more like a Tannis half-elven on the inside. No, not even Tannis half-elven. Like probably the little scrub guy uh, that was like some <laughs> made-up made-up species. But uh, but yeah, like uh, you know, or just things we never thought in a million years we would see in live action or, like, being produced that are, like, everywhere. Uh, I'm sure there's somebody out there, like, right now, the current Redacted show that's on Redacted, that's uh, the epic space opera stuff, uh, that that title character, if you will, when they first came out, was a pretty – I didn't hate them, but a lot of people did, and uh, it's just evolved and grown into, like, something really wonderful. And there, I'm, there's people that – Loved them from the beginning. Like, I liked them before they were cool. (laughs) Uh, You know what I mean? For you, Blue, like, the whole, like, Kaiju and Godzilla stuff, you know? Exactly. Although for our age group, I feel like all that was really cool at a point where it was a running dialogue, and Mm -hmm. we were all, like, finding the Tojo stuff uh, as it was playing on TV and everything, and, like, the older people in our lives are really into it, were introducing us. Uh, But... I, I don't know if it's our fault for not sharing it or we tried to share it and nobody cared. Uh but now but now it's back, you know what I mean, for a whole new generation. But I'm sure there's uh geeks in Japan that never let go that are like, now, now you're into it. <laughs> mm-hmm. We've been here the whole time. So yeah, it's just uh the, the yester geek versus the now geek is interesting. Yeah. Like so I mean part of part of this I think one of the ways that it's gone. Very very mainstream is uh, the the televisionness and the the movie theater of it all. Right, all yeah. of this all this material being you know when it's comics you have to have to have a, a disposable income and a way to get to them. Uh, when it's toys, same thing. Uh, and and you know nowadays you don't have the KB toys, you don't have the Toys R Us, you don't have the places where you could just go. And uh, get that stuff sure you got Amazon but Amazon's got everything from pooper scoopers to to canopies you know <laughs> things that I've recently purchased on the Amazon uh, to, to dust pans <laughs> to, to looking at sod or, or, or uh, artificial grass uh, so you you really do have to do like a big search to find like exactly what you want and they their cornucopia things that exist Um. So, but with with movies and and television, like without without talking about specific shows or movies, like what what is it about that to you that like drew you in and like uh, contributes to the spread of broader geekdom?
1: Oh, are you kidding me? It's 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 literally the writers doing what they were doing in our books, but making it live action, right? Being able to right like actually physically see um, and compare and contrast really for me it was always the compare and contrast like what I pictured in my brain um, because I am a very visual person very um, imaginative creative type um, the pictures in my brain would sometimes be 50-50 it it was a 50-50 sometimes they would have the scene like played out way better and like, oh, so that's how it looks like in real life versus what I had in my brain. <laughs> like, you know, and sometimes I'll be like, mm, no, I had that play out in my brain like way better. So it, it, yeah, it's so interesting to me that we get to live in a time now where all this stuff that we used to read about, we're getting to see like, in person, you know what I mean? And and this is across, right. like, everything from the sci-fi to the high fantasy, uh, you know, from the tabletop uh, RPGs and, and board games that we used to play to just everything is now coming out in these physical movies and, and media and, and stuff, and it's great. I think it's great because we're getting to see our fantasies basically playing out in front of us and in some ways right, right. get to, you know, it's just a different way to immerse yourself in those stories. And I think that's great.
0: I think a, a big change beyond the movies is that TV is actually respected a lot more now. Yeah. So, yeah, right. you know, in the the eighties or nineties, if they were like, Hey, like we're gonna, we're gonna do like a Scarlet Witch and Wanda show, but we're going to make it a television show. You're like, oh, so you, you don't care about it. Like, yeah. and I'm not supposed to care about it. Like I'll still watch it. If it's, if it's on the right time slot, it's not competing with one of the other two channels. Uh, exactly. but okay. Whereas now like budgets effects, like some of the stuff like rivals, anything you would see like in a movie theater or just like hot dog. Uh, and are I, I don't want to say it's easier. The budgets are smaller, so it's easier to green light. Uh, but yeah like you know there there used to be where the the alien allergic to rocks was just that you know 10 season show uh and and those guys you know do that and then they go on to make all sorts of great stuff beyond that um you know it used to you'd have to have like a division between like the movie side and the tv side for a for a streamer to get like rights to a show where you could get some dark and gritty stuff and now it's all under like one umbrella um mm-hmm. And it's almost embarrassing. It's such a glut of content where you'd be like, "Not in my multiverse. I just like this," you know, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, where yeah. It's, it's become so much more accessible and there's so much stuff. And now like some geeks are just getting getting really nichey again. Like, no, just this. I only like the One Piece anime, but I'm like the live action. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, bro, that one that that's pretty good actually. <laughs> like, yeah, like. This this adaptation of the thing is actually not as bad as you want to pretend it is. Is it perfect? No, but I never go into them looking for perfection.
1: Exactly.
0: You know, even when I really, really enjoy the hot piss out of it, there's a portion of me like, uh, I have some questions about this thing or this thing looked weird to me. Uh, but overall, you're just like, wow, I can't believe, cannot believe. Uh, and recently, like in the last year or two, there's just some stuff. I'm like, holy hell wow wow oh yeah what, oh, what yeah. a time yeah. to be alive And my entire life my entire geekdom has led up to to me being not a subject matter expert but somebody you can talk to about all this stuff Yep. <laughs> like uh for example all of the you know like i said the the 40 plus things that are an interconnected universe based on superhero comics that we like from marvel uh my nephews are, are slowly going through it with my sister-in-law. And, and as they go through, my youngest nephew is like, we got to talk to Uncle Joe. Like, <laughs> oh, these, I have questions. There's so many things that he can help me with. And I'm like, oh, how cool I am now. <laughs> and I think you know some, there is something to be said for geekdom and the, the yester geek and the now geek about people get into things because the people that are influential in your life are into them as well. Yeah, for sure. So, and definitely, like, my beloved Heather, there's, she knows so much about a lot of things that if it wasn't for me, she probably would have had very limited connection, (laughs) to. Yeah. Yeah. But but she even, like, picks me up some, like, really, really, like, side-of-the-wall niche geek things that I'm like, man, you really pay attention to me. I love you. She's a... She's much easier with uh she she likes to show about uh people living in New York in a coffee shop and uh diet <laughs> coke and uh and a dog that's a little dippy and uh yeah so she's she's a little bit easier <laughs> but uh yeah it's uh being a being a geek is uh i don't know if it's always been rad but it's been nice to have these things but i think overall like what, do you th- what is it that we has kept us with it all the
1: time? Is it the storytelling? Is it the imagination? I think, I think it is. I think it's a, a little bit of both of that, right? It's the storytelling, the imagination that you get to just, like, be. You know what I mean? It's like you get to experience something different, something new. And I love that about it, you know? It's just such a good time to to be able to cuz let's face it there there are so many things that are just not great about <laughs> with where we're at you know in the world at any given time and um you know it's a nice escape yeah it uh
0: yeah and it was like thrilling and it was it was imaginative like you know i i, I can't claim ownership of it but there there are people smarter than me that have talked about like all the superheroes and fantasy and science fantasy, science fiction, uh, you know, how it is the mythology of our generation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, and so much content is coming out that like hundreds of years from now, people m- might analyze these stories and what it says about our moment in time.
1: Exactly.
0: You know, Which and they'll be one. like, you know, instead of, uh, you know, the ancient Greeks <laughs> worshipped these gods, they'll be like, you know, the the people of the new millennia uh had a little bit of Norse mythology and then like aliens and superpowers and <laughs> like and they and they spoke to 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 social concerns that they had of their times. You know, and mm-hmm. it, at, as the world expanded and became more inclusive and also more divided, like their their mythology like spoke to those themes and actually in some ways, at least the fandom represented them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. Like and I I am appreciative uh to uh to have been a geek through it all. Yeah. I think that also gives a like you know there's lots of podcasts, there's lots of lots of stuff out there and sometimes I feel like, you know, grandpa Simpson like yelling at clouds when I'm talking about <laughs> things. But also because we have a a bit more of a perspective like it it allows us to speak on it in a different ways. And it's funny because we are older gents but we are a lot more positive than a lot of our younger peers. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know? And like we could we could just as easily be be negative about it all, but what what's what's even the point of that, you know? And plus if you're if you're taking the time to listen to us talk, like in your car or the shower or while you're doing homework, shout out to you again, Tom. But uh why <laughs> why why are we just gonna be like pissy little little butts? Like sure. Yeah, I'm not gonna waste your time. Oh, maybe some people do. Yes, let the hate flow through you. Uh, don't get us wrong; you can you can catch us ranting about stuff. There was a time on the podcast where I literally had a, a let the wiki win, where I just ranted about things periodically. Just yep. hasn't a, hasn't happened, and that's not a my natural inclination. Or if it is, it's something I do with, with my wife versus uh, versus all y'alls. <laughs> there's, there's several things I do with my wife that I don't do with you guys. So <laughs> <laughs> I talk geeky with her for sure. Uh, but yeah, but I guess uh, what final thoughts on this entire like just little uh, journey into the, the yester geek and the now geek? Oh,
1: my gosh. Just 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 be glad that the changes have been made that we we walked so that all of you could run, you know, and run. You should like be happy with the fact that you can run, be happy with the fact that you have places that, you know, are so accepting because back in the day, back in our day, it was it was just (laughs) not as as forgiving, um, which is wild to me um how free we are to kind of express ourselves nowadays it's uh really um liberating like it's it's a really good feeling um to be able to just fly your kiki flag and just be it's nice
0: yeah it struck me talking um uh, to one of the gals at work That, uh, you know, there was like a a break room conversation just about different stuff. And I was discoursing and, you know, me ranging from like a historical perspective to like knowledge I have of geek stuff and like blending it all together. And then just saying, like, why are you so cool? And I was like, what? They're like, why are you so cool? And I was like, I am not cool. Like, I'm 100 percent on the opposite spectrum of the word you just said. And they were like, no, like in all of this, you're just like so freaking cool. And I was like, what? Like was, was all that, all that like outsiderness like just prepared me for this moment where like these younger kids, that that's just the way they live with all this stuff. They're like, wow, the elder statesmen of the geeks, just cool. And you're like, no, so not. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, but I guess like, and yeah, what a, what a time to be alive. We, we, we are lucky in a lot of respects, you know, having you with your, your cornucopic knowledge of like comic book stuff. Uh, and I, I have things like, and, you know, I, d- I dove deep into the, the epic space opera, you know, much more than some people, oh, yeah. uh, so much so that there's lots of non-canon stuff I've had to forget or just put further back into the memory deposits, uh, but, yeah, like, it, it's, it's been good. It's been a nice escape. It's been a nice extra thing, you know, something to look forward to that wasn't the paying the bills, wasn't the, the dealing with the drama, you know, or at least drama that wasn't your drama. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's been, been nice. I think uh, it's given us lots and lots of stuff to talk about where we've been able to get to, like, 365 levels of a podcast, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, uh, <laughs>
0: Like we've we've dove into the well and pulled bucket after bucket, but friends, that well is nowhere near empty. Nope. like, and I think uh, as evidenced just by like the the strength support, we're not we're not we're nowhere near being done having things to like chat about that does isn't explicitly struck work. Like we we had an entirely different podcast plan. We we're gonna do some more music tonight, but I was like, ah, let's just throw a hail mary and see what happens. Yeah, it, you're like, how much planning do you guys do? Uh none (laughs) we we talked for like maybe three minutes about the ideas of where it could go and then we're like we trusted ourselves and our geek conversation enough uh like you want you want to enjoy like the best unrecorded episodes of the podcast it's me blue the marshal and darth john in the backyard hacking away at a bird of paradise with an axe while we talk about all sorts of geek shit (laughs) and and not the traditional like big bang like oh you know who would win in this fight or stuff like all sorts of all sorts of different things and like reminding ourselves of things that we hadn't like thought about like at the current moment you know there's a lot there's a lot and like the you think there's a, a burnout and they they've hit everything they can uh, I mean, you know, with with a lot of, like that big space opera, they're creating new things, you know what I mean, and trying to expand it. And, and love it or hate it, in my opinion, there is no bad version of it. Uh, some's better than others, but as far as comic book goes, they haven't. They're they've scratched some of it, but they're, uh there's so much more. Hopefully, nobody's getting trapped in bubbles, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, or prisms. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, there's there's plenty plenty that can be done if they if they so choose and they're still putting out stories there's there's lots of other stories new and contemporary that haven't even been touched and and lots of material that's not dc and marvel that exists too brings brings me big joy to see some of those get adapted unfortunately they get adapted on uh redacted streaming services so i'm not going to mention specifically by name but uh there's some uh some really really great stuff that has existed yeah I think uh one of the hardest things for me like throughout this whole strike stuff is I haven't stopped watching all these things that I enjoy cuz it's my escape it's my thing that I enjoy but but with that said bro there i have watched so much freaking stuff that i have not talked about on the podcast and there is a, a plethora of news that hasn't been talked about uh in fact when we when we stop recording i have a question for you about one of the news things i had an idea but i want to see what your thoughts are on it but we won't bore people with it here okay but uh yeah there's uh there's there's a uh, lots of lots of good stuff it is a good time to be a geek and because there's a strike uh yes there is going to be a pause in some respects for a lot of content uh, but that's uh, maybe where we'll we'll start sharing some more comic book love for you some stories you can get into get back to some yeah. of that action so I'm not really exactly sure how discussing the comics goes with our, our strike stuff since they're owned by the blahs and the redacteds but we'll figure it out
1: mm-hmm. but yeah
0: uh, good stuff my friend Hell yeah! I don't have anything else to say. Yeah, do
1: you think uh, we I successfully have. met a, met our uh, met our goal? I think so. I think we did really good. And I feel, the only other thing that I would say is hell yeah, hell and yeah, right. from Redacted. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was the one about the devil and uh, yeah. and and big horned creatures and a merc, yeah, but not, yeah, with yeah. Mouth,
1: a merc. not with the mouth, just a merc, just a merc. <laughs> yeah. All right, Blue. What are your plugs? Uh, you catch me at bluewolfd.com, which will take you over to my uh, Blue Wolf D Instagram. Um, although that might be changing, it might be becoming bluewolfd.net. We'll see what's going on at the end of this year because um, dot coms are changing. uh Pricing is is changing towards the end of the year, so. We'll see what happens uh, with that. Um, You can also catch me on uh, our wonderful frickin' Capes and Caverns show uh, with myself and some of our friends that you'll probably be hearing here on the podcast again soon, Uh, our wonderful friends Cameron Jackson, um, Stephen Thomas, Autumn Gaberski, and you can catch those uh, on uh, Twitch and YouTube. At silver underscore Bulette. Uh, that is our good friend Stephen Thomas's uh, handles on those two things. Come and check us out. We're a semi bi weekly show. Um, it's a superheroes inspired and Uh podcast, show, I guess, video. Yeah, we're funny. Come check us out. <laughs> nice.
0: Yeah, uh, you know the things, uh, tpublic.com slash user slash laugh dash it dash up dash fuzzball or search laugh it up fuzzball, the, the four words on the the search of tpublic.com if you want to support the podcast with merch. Uh, I don't know when, if there'll be more designs coming up, but it, it happens. It, it happens in like drops, you know what I mean? And then there's, there's a, a spell. Yeah, you know? so if you want to truly support the podcast, that's a great way to do it. Uh, you can, I think you can just do it right through uh, Spotify for podcasters. It's still anchor.fm slash laugh dash shit dash up dash as but it's also Spotify for podcasts. I, I just need to get a URL and direct it all that way, but I'm just too lazy. <laughs> Let's be real. Uh, I have one that's paid for that I, I tried real hard to like get it transferred over, and it's just a Squarespace issue, and it's not fucking easy, and I gave up. So, uh, yeah, that is what it is. Um, laugh it up, podcast at gmail.com. Be cool like Jerry. Send an email. We can discourse. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram or the site formerly known as Twitter. That if that motherfucker makes me pay for it, I will not be on it anymore. But for now, I'm on X and Instagram and Threads at Wookie Riot. Remember, Wookie has two e's. It's a Wookie, not a cookie. Um And, uh, of course, the Laugh It Up Fuzzball's Facebook group on the Book of Faces. Plug, plug, plug. It's right there, over 700 geeks. Uh, and while we don't talk news currently on the podcast, the news does drop there. So, yeah, yeah, all those things. And uh, we appreciate you listening. Hopefully you enjoyed this la- this episode that gives you the uh, uh, opportunity to listen to a an actual level of the podcast. Uh, for every day of the year so wow wowza it's a whole bunch of days a whole bunch of recordings a whole bunch of oh, hours so uh, much. i guess that's what happens when you've been doing a podcast for over seven years <laughs> which is just uh also sort of boggles my brain <laughs> so much so that we can not talk about something for two years and feel like we talked about it yesterday exactly so, uh, yeah, thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you next time with another another episode. Unless something wild drops, the next time me and Blue Talk, we're probably going to do more music. Yeah, music. So, yeah, yeah, more music. Uh, you'll join along with us with the sound of the music of the night, but not Phantom. Not that problematic musical. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll catch you then. Until the next time, TTFN. Blue, Benjamin Blue for Blue, the Earl of Blueberry, Tapioca himself. Aye. And me, uh, Travel Chief Joe the Wookiee Riot. uh, Out.
1: Bye-bye. Out. So out. GX sent each other, party on dudes. TTFN.